today on the Rita Made Me Do It show. So how do you know if your business is successful? I mean, that's a question <laughs> that I'm asking you. How do you measure the success of your business? Do you have a definition of success? Do you have a way to measure that? Are you measuring the success of your business by the number of clients that you have? or the amount of sales that you're making in any given period, or maybe it's projects completed or the things that you've actually created. Sometimes people measure success by the rates that they're charging or followers on all of their social media sites. Oftentimes it's by the number of subscribers that they have on their list or how many people they got to register for an event or other people measure success by the opportunities that they're receiving opportunities to speak, opportunities for interviews and media appearances. And, you know, I do. I see this with so many people who come to me thinking that success is a ladder that you climb up, right? Climbing the ladder to success, doing certain things and hitting specific milestones in order to have a certain experience. So <laughs> the way that that looks often when people talk to me is, you know, well, once I have more clients, Rita, once I have more clients, then I'll be able to whatever, fill in the blank there. Or, you know, Rita, once I'm generating X dollars, so whatever that is to you, right? Once I'm generating X dollars a month of revenue in my business, then, then I can do whatever. Insert that thing there, right? Or, hey, Rita, you know, after I've dot, dot, dotted, right, then I'm going to know I made it then I know that I'm a real legit business. Then I know that I'm a successful business. But, you know, here's the thing. <laughs> once these people have more clients, um, once they're generating whatever that revenue is, once they've reached the milestone, then all that really has happened <laughs> is that they're at a new level. And at a new level, it's not that challenges disappear. <laughs> it's just that they're new challenges. So now they're at this new level and they're new challenges. And so now they have to kind of navigate these challenges, meaning they have to set new goals. And that really can leave people feeling stuck and defeated and frustrated because they still have things to accomplish. So now they're like, oh my gosh, look at how much more I still have to accomplish. I mean, ask yourself this question. Are you the same way? I mean, are you creating goals? Are you creating to-do lists? Be honest. <laughs> I know. How long is that to-do list, right? Are you creating these goals? Are you creating actions on a to-do list? Are you checking off tasks? Like, I did this. I did this. Oh, I've hit this milestone. I've done this. Crossing items left and right off your list, getting things accomplished, but then still feeling like you don't have enough clients or you aren't making enough money or you still don't have enough followers or you aren't speaking to large enough groups, right? You get the idea. It's like, oh, once I have clients, this many clients, and then you have that many clients. And it's like, oh, I still don't have enough clients. <laughs> or once I'm making this much money, and then it's like, why is it that I'm making this much money and I still feel like I need to make more money, right? Well, here's the thing. When your definition of success leaves you dependent on external factors to be successful, then it just puts you in a never-ending cycle of always having to hustle for the next thing, the next marker of success. But the truth is, right, here's the secret, <laughs> success is not a ladder 
that you climb up. I mean, we're going to leave success as a ladder. Okay, I'm going to allow that today. But you don't climb up it. Success is a ladder that you climb down, right? You have to first identify what is that definition of success that is not dependent on external factors. And then you're able to figure out what you need to do in order to achieve that. But how do you do that? (laughs) How do you define the success of your business from things that aren't external, right? How do you define it internally so that you can create the experience that you want to let you feel the way you want to have the success that you want so that you can have it now (laughs) without having to wait? Well, That's what we're going to talk about today. We are going to talk about how you can live the way that you want to right now, no matter what level your business is at, even as you work to continue to grow your business so that you reach your goals while you are successful in this moment, in this minute, today, okay? You are a success, and so you need to stop waiting, and you need to live the life that you want to, the way that you want to, right now. And that is what we are going to make happen on today's episode of the Rita Mimi Do It Show. Because of Rita, I got on the news. Because of Rita, I had 15 speaking engagements last year. Because of Rita, I've become a six-figure business owner. Because, because of Rita, because of Rita, Rita I've doubled my revenue by doubling my clients. I'm Rita, business strategist, speaker, and success coach. Also known as the gal who went on 35 dates in 35 days and blogged all about it. And this is the Rita Mimi Do It Show where every week I bring you the real information about what it takes to go all in on your dreams so that you can build a profitable business and live a positive life. Some weeks I'll have a guest and others it'll be just you and me, like we're out on my deck sharing a bottle of wine. The conversation, yeah, it'll be that real. I am so excited to be with you again this week, and I'm really looking forward to our topic today and digging in and talking about success because just this was really spurred from the interview that I had with Sarah Waldbuser last episode. If you have not listened to that, please do. Sarah has a story that I think so many of us can relate to, right? I mean, the theme of her interview, besides travel, because she's a huge traveler, but I mean, that even symbolized something bigger. But she, you know, all her life (laughs) had been defining success in a certain way. And so she was going about chasing that success in the logical fashion, the way that you think you would get to that level, that next thing, right, to achieve the success that we hear so much about in life. And yet it seemed like no matter how successful she was or what she did, success eluded her. And it was really her explanation of what she did to realize she had been successful all along. She was just not coming at it in the right way to feel it. And once she did that, She attracted other external markers of success, but those no longer defined her, right? Instead, it was just a byproduct of being successful now. Because we've talked about this before, right? The law of attraction and all, I mean, 
woo or not woo or whatever, right? I mean, even on a very basic level, think about it. You attract what you are. If you're a really negative person, positive people just aren't going to like being around you or vice versa. If you're really positive, being around negative people can feel like a drag. So the only way that you really attract all of these external markers of success is to already be someone who is successful. So if you're not successful because of the external markers, and the external markers only come once you're successful, like, how do you do that? And that is what I think people aren't talking about. And that's what I think keep a lot of people stuck in business and and in other areas of their lives as well. Relationships, you know, is the second area I talk about a lot. But um, that's what we're going to dig in today. It was really inspired by the last interview. So uh, please go back and listen if you haven't. But as you know, I pair every episode with wine and today's wine just seems so fitting. I, I actually bought it for this episode and I'm really, really glad that it's a good one. It's called Teeter Totter Cabernet, right? Teeter Totter Cabernet and it is a 2015 it's delicious, y'all. <laughs> I mean, it's probably one of my most favorite wines, and I found it on a whim. Um, of course, I found it at Total Wine. You know, you know again, I'm, I'm, I'm not an affiliate of Total Wine. I'm not an affiliate of the wines that I find. However, I'm not opposed to it, Total Wine, or teeter-totter. So, you know, let's talk, right? <laughs> but no, I thought this was perfect because teeter-totter is exactly the phrase that I think of when I think about success, right? It's like we teeter-totter between not feeling successful and then feeling successful, and then it goes back down to not feeling successful, and then feeling successful, and then we're back down at not feeling successful, right? And that's because of how we're defining success. So we'll reach a marker of success, we'll have this euphoria, we'll be like, yes, and then all of a sudden there are new goals we have to set, and there are new challenges that come up, and there are new things that we have to navigate, and boy, does that teeter-totter, right? Drop right back down again, and then we're like, man, there's still so much I have to do, and I can't believe I haven't gotten there yet. Or look at what I don't have and look at everything that's still in front of me that I have to achieve. And so then, right, as we check that to-do list off again and we set more goals and we're working towards it and we're, you know, checking off those external markers, it goes the other way. And now we're back to success again. But it happens again and again, teeter-totter, right? So how do we stop it? How do we stop the teeter-totter so that we can just be successful, right? Why do we have to wait for anything anymore? Let's be successful. Let's be successful today. And uh, hopefully by the end of this episode, um, you will not only have ordered your own bottle of teeter-totter wine, but you will absolutely know what to do. So, I mean, within five minutes of this episode, you'll be able to say, I'm successful and I know exactly what the definition is. And I can say that I have achieved it right in this very minute. And I know how to keep it achieved every single day, no matter what is happening in other areas of my business or life. Doesn't that sound great? I think it sounds great. Now, before we begin, I want to introduce you to Dr. Sam Crow, this week's featured entrepreneur on the She's All In segment, because her story of what it means to go all in on her business is exactly what this episode is all about. Hi, I'm Dr. Sam Crow, and I'm a neuroenthusiast and humanist expert with the vision of a world made better by rehumanizing how we live and lead. I founded Avalu Consulting, where I serve as a leadership and life transformation coach, certified Dare to Lead facilitator, and recovering neuroscientist. My clients are so diverse at the surface, but deep within, they're all in the same soul tribe. 
They're folks who want to live and lead with more courage. They're folks who want to quiet their inner gremlins so they can shine brighter. They want more connection with themselves, their purpose, and the world around them. And they want to be more than a label or a role. They want to be the tapestry that we all are. Going all in on my business is a daily practice for me. I went all in at the start when I left a high paying job being at the tables, the tables people dream about, to focus on helping others create spaces at the tables they long to be at. And every day since has been about staying all in, often in counterculture ways. A great example of going all in on my business is when I say no to lucrative work because I can sense it isn't aligned. It's like when Dolly Parton refused to give Elvis the rights to her song, I Will Always Love You. Sometimes we must make decisions that freak out our inner gremlins and even the people around us because our inner wisdom knows that there's something bigger out there that we're saying yes to. That is going all in on my business and myself. Follow me on LinkedIn where I share coaching questions and fun, actionable neuro nuggets. And thank you for having me. Sam, thank you so much for sharing. And it really couldn't be more in alignment with what our episode is about today. So let's kind of start at the beginning, <laughs> you know, the beginning of time. No, just the beginning of our lives, kind of where success is written for us. Um, it's really defined for us. We have a roadmap that we follow, and it's a pretty clear roadmap for what society's definition of success is, right? Go to school, get straight A's, or as close as you can, <laughs> graduate, right? Graduating is always good. That's a sign of success. Um, you know, go to college, right? go to college, get a degree, get out of college, get that good corporate job, move up in corporate America, along the way, get married, buy a house, have a baby, keep getting the promotions, get the corner office, right? Have a successful 401k, be able to retire and travel and support your family and send them, right, on their own very same path <laughs> to success. Um, these are all the markers, right, to, to be met that prove we're moving forward. It's like if we're not doing these things, I mean, movies, commercials, everything we tell you, you're not moving forward. You're stuck if you're not getting good grades and you're not going to college and you're not getting married and you're not, you know, having babies and you're not like all of these things, right? We're, we're made to feel less than because we are not achieving this definition that's been written for us about success. So when we turn into entrepreneurs, however, that's happened to you. But whenever we start our own business, we just really come at it from that same mentality. And it makes total sense because that's where our brain has been trained, right? This entire time, our entire life. So we don't, as an entrepreneur, have a pre-written map of success. <laughs> we suddenly lose our roadmap. We don't really know what's successful and what's not and what's good and what's going to happen and what are the milestones and the markers that I need to meet in order to have the successful business because I'm so used to the definition of success being written for me, right, that I feel lost without it, so I need one. And so then to create, right, your entrepreneur roadmap <laughs> to success, you start looking around at others, you start looking at other people, at other entrepreneurs, and you look at what they're doing, what they've done, how they're doing it, the words they used, where they're hanging out. Right? Come on, be honest. Right? I, I know I did that when I started my business. As much as we all want to say we don't compare ourselves to other people and that we know that we're all you know, on our own path, it, again, it's not so much 
I say it's not so much jealousy or envy or why does she have this and I don't have that, although yes, that comes up. But the reason it all starts, the reason we really are looking at other people is for that model because we don't have one. We are now off the beaten path, right? I mean, this whole podcast is about doing things in an unconventional way and like getting off that mainstream road and finding your way. And entrepreneurship, boy, that's the first like deviation, right? Off of um off of that path. And so now we're lost and we need something. And so of course we look to what we can see and what we can know to kind of write out our own Map. So we're pulling from our previous experiences, right, of achieving success. What made me successful before? And I've called this linear goal setting. <laughs> like we know where we are. We know what the next level is. And so we need to walk in a straight path to get there. So we set the tasks and we set the goals to help us get to that next point. And then we do the same thing. Okay, well, we know what the next point is. And we just keep walking in this straight line, right? And we're pulling all of that, right? We're pulling from our experiences. We're pulling from um, what made us successful in corporate America or what corporate America expected of us as good employees or what the marker was, right, of a successful good employee. Um, and we're also looking at, you know, school and how we navigated school and the expectations of family and friends. We kind of let that define what success is in our world too. And so as we do this, right, as we're kind of pulling all of this stuff, we find patterns, we find commonalities. And so we start using those as markers of our forward movement in our business. And that means, right, our attention at that moment that we're like, okay, I think I figured out what success is. It's making this much money, which means I need this many clients. And so I have to create this kind of package and I have to have a website and I need to, you know, I need to get a logo. And if I have a logo and a website and I've registered for an LLC and I get three paying clients and I'm making this much money, right, all of a sudden, right, that's our definition of success. So our attention turns to tasks to strategies, to the to-do list, right? And that's how we start measuring our success, not only, you know, by the goal that we end up achieving, so signing that the number of clients or um, having the website or getting the logo, right, um, or just checking off items. It's like, oh, good, I got on Facebook Live three times. Yay, I... Um, you know, I did these things. I employed this strategy. I started tweeting. And, and we're going to talk about that. I mean, yes, stra strategies are important. That's what I help my clients with every day. But, right, then we also look to what we're achieving, like, from all of it, right? So um, what opportunities come our way, what people we start hanging out with. And all of that is kind of, again, right, the measure of success. Do, do we get the degree? Do we have the corner office? Uh, are we hanging out with the other executives? Are we, you know, hiring teammates? Are we able to outsource certain things? Like all of that just becomes like this definition of success. But when we are focused on the strategies and the actions to then achieve the things that we believe are the steps to get us to that next place, right, in our path to success, we just get overwhelmed because, right, not only is it a lot, is it a lot on our to-do list, but the tasks that we're checking off, they're not bringing about that achievement that we desire. It's like, I'm checking off these tasks, I'm getting these clients, I'm doing these things, and I still don't feel like I've made it yet, right? Like, when am I going to make it? Have you ever asked yourself that? 
Have you been like, when is it finally going to happen? When am I going to have the life that I wanted to have from starting my own business? When am I going to feel like a successful entrepreneur? I mean, I know I asked myself that question many times. Sarah, my guest in the last episode, definitely kept asking herself that, right? If you haven't listened, and again, I highly suggest that you do, but I mean, you know, she followed the traditional path to being a lawyer, went into a firm, you know, did well in the firm, wasn't feeling it, was like, when am I going to feel like I made it? I still feel like a big old imposter, and this isn't making me happy. So then she went back to school. She got another degree. She went into like public health, right, and policy, had a really great job, got to travel, which she thought was also a marker of success, and still was like, I am unhappy, and I am not, you know, feeling fulfilled. And like, this is everything I thought would be the mark of success for me and what I would love. And yet I'm still feeling like an imposter and I'm feeling like, when am I actually going to be a success in my career? And when is this actually going to light me up? And it wasn't until, right, and there, there were more, there's more after that, right? But it wasn't until she stopped and redefined success that she was just like, oh, here it is. <laughs> and she was able to just get inside of it right away and everything started clicking, right? Her life just started aligning and all of the things that she had been searching for, they were there all around her and felt like they kept flowing in. Because when we're, when we're not feeling the feeling that we want to feel, does that make sense? When we're not feeling the feeling that we want to feel from doing the things and achieving the things, we just feel a lack of fulfillment. We feel disappointment and we feel like we're failing instead of succeeding. And you've all heard me say before that what we focus on is what expands. So the minute you get back the teeter-totter, right, the minute that you get back into feeling like you are failing, guess what you attract? <laughs> more failure, more signs of failure, more evidence of failure, more feeling of failure, right? So we have to get a clear definition of what success is for you based on things that are going to stop the teeter and stop the totter so you know what you're working towards and you know when you find it, but you're going to find it like right away, right? Um, there's actually a story that I want to share with you before I start just going into point one, point two, right? You guys know I think that the best way to teach is through stories. And I think that they're the most entertaining way to learn. And I got some stories for, for you all, some personal ones, some client stories. I, I think you guys are really going to relate to them, but you're definitely, just trust me, like, just listen, come back and replay this episode later, um, and then write down the bullet points. But I really just want you to soak this in, soak in the lessons from the stories, soak in the takeaways and the actions that I give you, but then come back and listen and keep your notes and write them down. I just, this seems so simple. But when I tell you my favorite quote towards the end of this episode, because it summarizes everything you're going to do, I mean, that quote is like, duh, of course, but also it was life-changing, not just business-changing, life-changing. And I, I, I just can't wait to share all of this with you. So the first story I want to share with you is about one of my favorite actresses. And you probably have heard me share this story before, uh, but it never gets old to me. And therefore, I'm just going to assume that it never gets old to you either. Um, and if it's the first time hearing it, then yay. <laughs> but I, I read this story about Brie Larson. Now, Brie Larson is an actress who's been in many other things, but the most recent uh, thing that she was in was Captain Marvel. 
right? One of the big Avengers movies. She became like a huge, you know, name and success. Um, and so she plays Captain Marvel. But she won an Oscar in 2016 for something else. And she called a friend after she won the Oscar. Her friend happened to be Jennifer Lawrence. You know, so um, Jennifer Lawrence, the actress from Hunger Games and many other things, right? A successful actress in her own right. So Brie, I'm going to talk about these girls like they're my best friends because, you know, in my head, they are. And so Brie calls Jennifer, right? So Brie calls Jennifer and it's like, girl, right? Like, I won this Oscar and I don't feel any different. Like, I, I don't feel differently at all. When am I going to feel like I made it. Like, don't you think winning an Oscar is the thing that's going to make me feel like I made it and I'm not and I'm still feeling like a big old phony and a big old fake? So like, what's going on? And at what moment do I actually feel like a success? And Jennifer Lawrence said, um, yeah, like, you're never going to feel like that, right? You're just there's not going to be a thing that makes you feel like that. It's not going to be an external milestone that you reach another award, another movie, uh, getting a certain credit, you know, grossing so much money at a box office. Like, that's that's not it, right? There's not going to be a thing that suddenly makes you feel like, I am a great actress, right? In fact, if that's what you're looking towards, dear Brie, right? I'm assuming that this is what Jennifer said, like word for word. <laughs> but it, it was in an article, right? Everywhere. You can just Google this story. Um, she, so Jennifer was like, okay, like in my mind, I'm back in the living room with Jennifer and with Brie. But she was like, you know, look, um, if you're looking at all of those things as the measure of what makes you a great actress, then you're always going to feel like there's more to do and more to achieve to be a great actress and to be successful, right? So you're never going to feel like you made it. And like, how many of you have felt like that in your business? <laughs> because I have, right? Like I said, when you're defining your success by all of these external things and all of these markers and these things that are achieved, right, by taking actions and doing things, then it's like you get there and suddenly you still feel, gosh, there's more to do and more to achieve. And you're not feeling like that great business owner or that successful business owner and you still feel like an imposter. It doesn't matter if you've been in business for a month or if you've been in business for five years, right? And so this is what I mean when I say you cannot obtain success by walking in that linear path or even take that linear path and move it, right, facing towards the ceiling or the sky as a ladder. Like you can't obtain success by climbing the ladder up. You can only realize success when you realize, wait, it's down there. It's here already. I need to climb back down into success, right? So climbing up that ladder means you only get to the top after you've completed certain steps. And then guess what, guys? When you get to the top of the ladder, it can be really lonely, right? Because not a lot of people get to the top of the ladder. So you had to complete these steps. It took a while. You climb up to the top and then you're lonely. <laughs> you're like one of the only people. You're up there all alone, right? But when you climb down the ladder, when you realize, wait, I just need to kind of walk backwards and just walk back down to the ground, you just step down onto the ground and then their success, there was nothing that you had to accomplish. There was no step that you had to take. You just, you have to allow yourself to be in it. Now, I know that that sounds really woo. I'm going to give you actionable, tangible steps about how to do it, right? But then, wow, guess what? You're also surrounded by so many other people, right? And that's like the best place to be. Even if you're an introvert, it's still better <laughs> to be on the ground surrounded by other people, right? So 
we're going to talk about how to do that. We're going to kind of talk about the lessons that I got from Sarah and her interview. But I, I wanted to share that story because it, it's, it parallels mine, right? When I left my life as an attorney to start my own business, I brought along with me those same ideas and markers of success, just like Sarah did, right? I needed to get a client. I needed to build a website. I needed to fill my group coaching program. I had to have a logo. I needed to be charging a certain amount of money. I needed to do Facebook Lives. I had to speak. I needed to get so many members in my Facebook community, the All-In Entrepreneur, which, you know, that's not a measure of success. It's just a freaking great community, guys. You should all be in the All-In Entrepreneur on Facebook. It is a free community. It is where I am all the time um, because it is just full of great people and success right now. And so I'm just saying, but, you know, growing that group like to a certain level was at the beginning uh, uh, one of my definitions, one of my markers of success, you know, um, to raise my rates again, to get quoted in the news, all of this stuff, right? But it was the same thing for me. It didn't matter what I was checking off. I still felt like I hadn't made it, right? So in, here's why this is important. I mean, there are 18 million reasons, guys, why this is important. But um, instead of celebrating what I had achieved, I just moved on to the next goal because I already had something else that I had to reach, right, in hopes that that next achievement would be the thing that let me feel like a success. And so what that did was keep me constantly looking a, at what I didn't have and what I had not yet achieved. And we know that what you focus on expands, right? So guess what was expanding? And not only that, but I was like completely missing the moments in my life. I was just missing the moments in my business. I was missing all of these. Like I missed my first client, right? And I don't let any of my clients miss their first client. I got my first client. I didn't celebrate it. I was already on to how am I going to get my second client? right? You're only ever going to have a first client one time. You're only going to have your first customer in your business one time. That is something to savor. That is something to celebrate. It is something to soak in. And I didn't soak it in. And now I don't let my clients miss that moment, right? But that's what was happening. I was missing all of these moments. And so I was feeling like a failure because I never obtained what I was ultimately seeking. And that left me with this feeling of unhappiness, of not having enough, of not being enough. And, you know, entrepreneurs, we're not the only ones prone to this. So if you're listening and you're in corporate America, or maybe you're both right now, maybe you're in corporate America and you're kind of starting your business on the side, like this is the same thing, right? But here I'm going to take it a level deeper, right? So first, we're a file away jot down a quick note or something about that whole not celebrating the progress and missing it, missing all of the moments that were happening because you're on to the next goal. And I know that that's so many of you because I hear that from you in the All-In Entrepreneur all the time, that you just reach a goal and you're on to the next goal. And my clients say this. In fact, they they it's so funny. Um, I got a new client. I wasn't even going to share the story, but I'm going to share it now. I got a new client who started in January. And just from signing up with me, she had a huge win. So we had not even started coaching yet. We were set to start like the next week. She had signed up back in November, securing her spot for January. And um, around the end of December, she messaged me saying, I know we haven't even started coaching yet, 
But, and this is true, I mean, I'm going to hold to this for the act of investing in yourself is often enough to have you act and be different and just do different things. And that's what happened for her, right? So she invested in herself. And so before we even started coaching, she was just being different. (laughs) And she had a win. And she messaged me to celebrate, to share the win. She messaged me to share the win. And I wrote back, this is incredible. Get used to this question, girl, because I'm going to ask it all the time. And not just when you hit a goal, but for every step you take, right? Which is, how are you celebrating? How are you celebrating achieving that? How are you celebrating doing that? And (laughs) she wrote back, she said, well, okay, Rita. So already I have learned more about myself from you (laughs) than I ever have. And we haven't even started coaching yet. So pretty much just go ahead and block off the following six months after our first six months because I think we're going to be together for more than six months. She's like, because I didn't celebrate it, Rita. And and I went on to the very next action, the very next thing, the very next thing I needed to do to achieve the next thing I needed to achieve. And then when you asked me that question, Rita, when you asked me what I did to celebrate, I felt uncomfortable. I felt discomfort. And when I started thinking about celebrating, I felt guilt and I felt like it was wrong, right? And so like, this is what I'm saying. Like when people say, what is it that makes a successful business? Yes, strategies are important and information and knowledge and all of that, but it's these things that people aren't doing, right? Like the celebrating the progress. And we're going to talk about that at the end. So take a note down, celebrate the progress. That's going to be important later, right? But Like I said, even if you're in corporate America, this applies to you. But the reason right here to tie all of this together so far, the Brie Larson story, the spontaneous story about my client that I just shared, is that it all is rooted in the same place. It is rooted from feeling like we inherently aren't enough. And let me tell you, ladies (laughs) or men, whoever's listening, all of you out there who are listening to me, let me tell you, I am right there with you. Okay. So this feeling, like I am not just enough, right, comes up all the time and wants to sabotage me time and time again. And it comes looking differently, right? Every single time it pops up, it looks a little different, but it's always linked to the same root. That feeling like I'm just not enough. And therefore, I have to do things or say things to be enough, to be enough for other people, to be enough for the world, to be enough for my business, to be enough for success, right? It's, I link that enoughness based on like what I do or say for other people, which is why a lot of people define their value and worth by their job right, by their job title, okay? So that's where this is linked. All of this is linked back to that, right? So Brie Larson, when am I going to feel like I made it? It's because she was not in tune with her, let's use this, you know, I I hate this word, but enoughness, right? I don't know why I hate that word. I just hate that word. Um, But um, she wasn't in tune with her enoughness. She felt like she had to achieve certain things in order to be enough, and that by achieving it, then she'd feel it right? Same thing with my client who wasn't celebrating, right? Because it was like all of that stuff, the the guilt around celebrating is because who am I to do that? I am not enough for that. Like, I can't do that until I've reached these certain levels, right? And that was the same thing for me. That was the same thing for Sarah, right? She was like, who am I to like feel 
whatever kind of way, that's why she was chasing all of these corporate jobs and other people's definition of success and trying to show up because, like she said, if I reached that certain level, if I had that certain job, if I did the things my family and my friends were expecting of me, right, then I would be a success. Then I would be enough. And then I would feel all the ways that I need to feel, right? So that lack of feeling, that lack of fulfillment, it's not because you haven't achieved certain things. It's all rooted in the feeling of I'm not enough. And so I had a client. So shocker, or maybe spoiler alert, I think spoiler alert, I have clients that aren't all entrepreneurs. <laughs> this is something that I'll talk about in another episode, right? But I tell people this all the time who are scared of like narrowing their target market. If you are good at what you do, a whole bunch of people are going to come out of the woodwork to say, I don't need that, but I like you. Can you work with me? Right. And so I still get some date coaching clients. Right. And let me tell you, that whole feeling of not enough, that's a huge thing that comes up in my date coaching clients. And some of those date coaching clients then coach with me on other things. And so I, this is one of those clients. And she, she had an annual review at work and it was excellent. She called me so excited about this review. And it was, it was really it far exceeded like everything that she had anticipated with this review. She'd been really worried <laughs> about this review leading up to it, right? But not just like the raise that came along with it, right? But like the actual substance of things that they said. And so uh, we were talking about it and I noted, and these are my actual notes from our call and I've shared this before. Um, so I, she's totally fine <laughs> with me sharing some of this stuff, although I won't say her name, but like she, <laughs> she had said things like, you know, yes, like it makes me feel so much better because now I feel like I'm contributing to the team, right? So reading this review makes me feel like I'm contributing to the team. And another statement she said was, you know, yes, Rita, this review helped me feel confident about what I bring to the company. I'm so happy for this review because I feel confident about what I contribute and what I bring to the company. And so, you know, she was just sharing that and we kind of but moved on in the session to what she wanted to talk about. And what she really wanted to talk about was being present, right? How are you present? So we just talked about how that goal setting and defining success externally just keeps you focused on the next goal and the next thing in the future and not the present. And you're missing all the moments in your life, right? So she was like, look, Rita, let's talk about how I want to be. I need to be more present. <laughs> I need to be more present in my life. I need to be more present with other people. Like, I just want to be more present. And so I'm going to tell you what, right? Like what's keeping you focused on the future instead of being present in your life today is the same thing that just made you say all those statements about what your review did and how your review made you feel. And she's like, well, what do you mean? And I said, look, you're feeling like you're not enough, right? And she was like, oh. <laughs> and so we had a little conversation around that. And at the time, I was in the middle of registering for a retreat that I run along with Esther Boykin, who is the um, owner and like lead therapist of Group Therapy Associates. And so we come together for more of a life retreat for business owners. But I was in the middle of registering for that. And I said, look, this is a huge issue that we're going to talk about in the retreat, right? We are going to dig into that hard. I think you should come. And her response was, you know, I just don't think I can swing that right now, right? I have this financial goal that I'm going after and I'm trying to achieve it. So I just don't think I can come to the retreat. So I didn't push it, right? I was like, okay, that's fine. And we kept talking and she got back to her review and she said, you know, during my review, I asked 
if I asked like boldly if my company would pay for this certain certification, right? And the certification falls under the category of um, like a hard, I'm going to put the certification itself under a hard skill, uh, meaning it benefited her company. Okay, so this is something that benefited her company more than it would benefit her. I mean, yes, it would benefit her, but it benefited the company more. Okay, so she said, I asked them, though, would they pay for this certification? And when they said that the budget didn't allow for it, so the company looked at her and said, oh, that's great. We're really happy you want to do that for us. But like our budget just doesn't allow for that right now. Her immediate response was, that's okay. I can pay for it in full all out of my own money. I'll do that for you guys, right? The program, the thing she was talking about paying for, the certification, was a minimum of $3,000, a minimum of $3,000. And she spit out without hesitation, no worries. I think this is so important for you guys, the company, and I am willing to pay for it out of my own money, right? And I just said, I have to be honest with you. And we have this relationship, I do with many of my clients, where I can go, I just need to point out what I just saw. And I said, look, you aren't hesitating to pay $3,000 to invest in a certification to benefit your employer, but you have a hesitation around investing in a retreat which would benefit you as a person. So why is that? You know, why is that? And she said, after pausing, I mean, I think we were quiet for like five minutes. She said, you know, honestly, my motivation to get the certification is that I think it'll prove that I have value to the company that I have value to contribute to my company. Which, I mean, technically she just got in the external, right, validation through her review that she has, but she still didn't see it, right? So she's like, well, if I get the certification, then it's going to prove I have value and then they're going to want to keep me around, right? So she had been seeking validation of her value from external things like her review and her raise instead of simply knowing that she brings and has value, not because of what she achieves or does or what her degrees are or her job title or her certification or the awards that she's won or the accolades, right? But because she exists as a person who is operating in the world, she brings value that cannot be replicated, right? She brings value that can't be replicated. So when you have this underlying feeling that you aren't enough, that you have to do something to become valuable to other people or do something to become worthy of attention or praise or friendship or clients working with you or dating you or whatever, then you're in that loop of always looking to the future, thinking to the next thing you can do to stay valuable, to be valuable. Because even when you do that thing, even when you reach that milestone, you are not going to feel successful or happy because your definition comes from something external. So you're going to move on to the next thing and the next thing, hoping and hoping that that next thing is what brings you success. And that is what keeps you putting everyone else before you, right? So if you're that person, raise your hand. No one will see you. No one will know why you're raising your hand, right? But if you are that person, right, then you put everybody else before you because that proves that you bring value to their life or to the world or to whatever. And that keeps you operating at a lesser version of yourself. And when you operate at a lesser version of yourself, it just reinforces the feeling of not being enough, right? And so then you have to do more <laughs> to prove that you are. I mean, isn't that exhausting? I think it's so exhausting. This is why entrepreneurs are so quick 
to pay for hard skill courses, like learning how to tweet or learning about marketing or how what's my brand and how to brand or how do I automate this software or how do I make a sale? How do I close a sale, right? Like all of these kind of hard skill things, right, that allow them to say, well, because I learned this new skill and because I know how to do this thing, then I bring value because I know how to market, I know how to brand, I know how to do Facebook ads, I know how to use LinkedIn, I know all about video, I know how to take photo, whatever it is, right? But because I have this knowledge and this skill, I bring value to my business. I bring value to my clients. I bring value to my community. I bring value to my audience, right? I just, I bring value. But when it comes to investing in themselves by hiring a coach to help them with everything that really makes them successful, because you got this is not a shocker. Like, this is what I talk about all the time. It is not information or learning how to, I mean, yes, right, knowledge is good and having some skills around closing a sale or, you know, doing a Facebook ad can be helpful. But that's not the thing that's keeping you from having the success that you want in your business. You know, the thing that's keeping you from having success is you, right? And everything that you're doing to get in your own way, <laughs> meaning you you don't like being uh, uncomfortable. You won't sit in discomfort. You, um, because of that, right, you're not doing some of the things that you need to do. You're you're not patient. You're not you're not letting strategies play out. You feel a need for instant gratification because you're stuck in a scarcity mindset and you don't think that more is coming. And, you know, all of the you're not setting boundaries and all of those soft skill things that are inherent to us personally. Right. That's what's keeping us from success. So when it comes to investing in themselves by hiring someone to help them, like, get out of their own way by removing all of those things, which come from tapping into the value that you have inherently, right? When it comes to that, making internal growth a priority, they hesitate. Like, oh, I don't know, like just like my client. I don't think I can swing that. I don't think I can swing that retreat, right? Not not sure that I can do that. The hesitation is I don't think I'm worth that investment. I don't think I'm worth that investment because I don't trust myself to be enough to achieve the success that I want from that thing, right? So, I mean, that's kind of a mind blower, right? I mean, well, it was for me, guys. It was for me. But it's like, wow, I looked back at when I hesitated to invest in coaches and things like that. And it was. It was linked to the fact that I didn't think that I would be enough to get the success. Oh, yeah, sure, that coach can teach me mindset. And that coach can teach me how to get out of my own way. And that's great. But you know what? I'm probably not going to do it, right? <laughs> and I'm just not enough, like, on my own to be a success, I still have to go do these other things. So I need to pay for all of this other stuff instead, right? But for your business to grow, for your life to grow, to achieve all these new levels, you have to grow. It does not work in the other direction. So people are climbing that ladder to success, step, 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 thinking, oh, and then that's going to help me grow. So by doing and achieving these things, then I grow. But it's really the opposite direction. You have to grow in order to achieve those things. So for that to happen, you have to stop looking at what you're doing and you have to look at who you're being. This is like, th this is it. Success is who you are being and not what you are doing. Strategies will not give you the results that you desire if you are not first stepping into the person who achieves those results. You have to first be the person who achieves those results in order to get the results from any actions or strategies, right? It's who you are being, 
not what you're doing, meaning you have to show up for yourself first. And my client on that call decided to. (laughs) And she went to the retreat and it was like life-changing. So let's do that for you. (laughs) So my guest, Sarah, in my last episode said this was also the moment of kind of clarity for her, that it wasn't what she was achieving in terms of her job, her job responsibilities, what she got to do in her job, her job title, you know, the certifications and the degrees, whatever. It required a different level of digging, right? She had to look internally to be able to experience everything that she wanted. If you think about it, I think it's Danielle Laporte, right, who says that, I mean, I think everybody says this, but I, I'm going to credit her as being the first one to say it because it's her that I always hear <laughs> quoted for this. But um, it's the idea that it's not about the goal, right? We have all these goals, like lose weight or make money or fall in love or whatever. But it's not really about the goal. It's how the goal will make us feel right? The goal makes us feel a certain way. It makes us feel like we belong. It makes us feel excited. It makes us feel joyful. It makes us feel free. It makes us feel whatever, right? That's the real thing we need to pinpoint in order to feel successful. It's the feeling that the goals bring that really is what we are tapping into as being the measure of success. But we don't have to wait for that feeling right? So we can have that and have that all now. And that's what I loved about Sarah, right? Sarah was talking about she really thought travel was what she wanted. And then she got this job where she could travel and she's like, well, I guess that wasn't it, right? Because I'm still not, I'm traveling the world and I'm having these amazing experiences and I'm still not feeling it, right? Um, And so she had to go deeper. It was like, what about travel do I love? right? What what about travel do I love? And she's like, well, it's not just the travel. It's not just experiencing new cultures and meeting new people. And she's like, yes, all of that was great. But it was freedom, right? It was the bigger freedom in my life that I thought travel represented. That's what I thought travel represented, which is why when she had travel, but she had it through a corporate job that put restrictions and containers and parameters around it, right? It wasn't actually bringing the result that she really wanted. She wanted freedom, right? So then she had to get really clear about what freedom looked like and felt like in her business and in her life. And it was like, I think she said it was freedom to work from Starbucks if I wanted to. I didn't have to. I just needed to have the option to do it, right? So it was just having options and being able to make that choice, right? To say yes to things and say no to things and all of that, right? So she got very clear on that. And then she was able to pivot, right? And reverse engineer it and say, okay, like now, right, I understand what it is I'm really looking for. I need something that gives me options. I need the ability to choose the option that I want, right? That's what freedom is. But how can I not only set up a business that allows for that, but how can I feel that right now? Like I need to be able to feel that right now so that I'm able to attract more things that make me feel that way. Because that, if you can create it, and if you can be it now, feel it now, then you are going to attract more things that allow you, right, to continue to feel that. So really, she just decided, I want to feel free. (laughs) I want to feel freedom. 
right? And then she backed that with action. So what are things that a person who has the freedom, who has the options, all the options, who has the ability to choose what they want, what would that person do in this situation, right? And she's like, oh my gosh, I said no to so much. <laughs> like saying no to things that was freeing, right? Actually, I got really structured and scheduled <laughs> because by getting structured and scheduled, I knew everything I needed to do was taken care of. And that allowed me to just be free outside of that time, right? Like there were just these things. Like I, I was able to accept trade-offs and I was like, she she went it. I'm not going to repeat the whole episode, right? I'm going to give you the action steps and how you can apply them in your life. But like, that's what happened, right? It was about being like really intentional was something deeper. And here's the quote, guys. Here is the quote, and we're going to come back to how you employ this in a tangible way. The quote I love is from a book called Creating Money. Now, there are a couple of authors of this book. I think Sonia something. I'll put it in the show notes, okay? It's a woo book, right? It's really woo, right? I'm just going to say that 18 times. It's a very woo book. I am woo to a certain extent, and people also know I'm really religious, right? And so in that book, as I was reading it, I changed things from like universe, higher power to God, and it all still made sense, right? It all still played out in accordance with what my personal beliefs are, and it's all very real. But here's my favorite quote takeaway from that book. And I read this book on repeat. It's like a loop that never ends. When I'm done, I flip back to the first page. I read it again. I think I've read it I, ju- I just got it not that long ago, but I think I've read it like 12 times already. I mean, this is just going to be on repeat forever. So the quote is, the process of getting there is your experience being there. Okay, the process of getting there is your experience being there. So what does that mean? This loops back to what I was talking about at the beginning when people are like, Rita, once I get X clients or once I'm making a certain amount of money, then, then I can dot, 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 right? So what's the dot, 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 right? Whatever it is, it's like, oh, Rita, well, I'm going to really work hard and I'm going to, you know, I'm working longer hours and I'm really throwing myself into my bit. Now, look, there are times you're going to have to like deep dive in your business, okay? I'm not saying don't deep, but again, 18 episodes, right? All in one episode. But right? For our purposes today, this is where people are like, okay, I'm going to work really hard and I'm going to sacrifice time with family and I'm going to sacrifice time with friends and I'm not working out and I'm not doing all this stuff that I want to do because my business is my priority and I really want it to grow and I want it to grow quickly. And so once, right, once I've reached six figures or once I've reached this level in my business, then, then I'm going to take time for my family. Then I'm going to start working out. Then I'm going to travel. Then I'm going to whatever. But here's the big thing about that. (laughs) You won't. (laughs) You just won't because you've built a business that is founded on you not doing those things, right? That is really founded on or like is built on the foundation of you not traveling and you not being available for your friends and you not working out. And and again, because you're never going to feel like you made it, right? So we're like, oh, once I feel like I made it by hitting this marker, then I'm going to know that I have time for all of these other things, right? Number one, the foundation has been built in a way that doesn't really provide for that. Number two, you never actually feel like you made that that point. And so you're just looking for the next thing that's going to make you feel it. So you're constantly like, well, I don't feel it yet. I don't feel it yet. So you're just moving the marker, right, for when you'll feel it to be able to do those things. And that's going to happen indefinitely forever and ever and ever. And you're never going to do those things, right? So the process of getting there is your experience being there. If building your business is chaotic, 
long hours stressful than when you've gotten there, wherever there is, whatever your like marker is for success, it's going to feel the same way. It's not going to suddenly feel better and freer and you're going to have all the ability for all the things you want. It's going to feel the exact same way. It's going to feel stressful and overwhelming and long hours and all of that, right? So then you have to make the process feel the way you want the end result to feel, which is linking us back to those feelings. So like Sarah wanted to feel freedom. So her process of building her business, right, the intention behind it, we're going to talk about that, had to allow for that now, right? So I hope you understand that as we go through some of these steps, right? So what do you need to do, right? The first thing you need to do is you need to decide that you already are a success. Okay, that's number one. You have to decide. <laughs> I am a success, right? You can't wait to achieve something. Like I just talked about the process and the experience and all of that, right? You can't wait to achieve something to decide to be successful. You have to decide that you are successful. And because you are a person who is successful, you will achieve everything you want to achieve. Does that make sense? That's that it, success is who I'm being, not what I'm doing. So it's not doing things, not hitting certain steps that will allow me to be successful. It's because I'm successful that I can hit certain steps and do certain things, right? So number one, decide to be successful, right? Number two, get in touch with those feelings, y'all, right? Those feelings that we're talking about. So again, that definition of success, whether it's making six figures for you or hitting a corner office or being on stage and speaking, maybe it's even like maybe some of you are an entrepreneurs or some of the dating uh, people that I know, right? And it's starting a family or finding love, right? Or owning house, just whatever it is, right? Ask yourself how you are going to feel once you have it, once you are living that successful life. Okay, how are you going to feel? So we're going to get to that feeling. I'm going to feel joyous. I'm going to feel excited. I'm going to feel free. I'm going to feel whatever, right? Then I want you to ask yourself, how can I experience that feeling right now, right? So let's say joyous is the feeling that I want to feel. It is one of them, right? Joyous is a feeling that I want to feel from in my successful life, from the vision of the successful life, right? Well, then how can I feel joy right now? Well, I love fresh flowers. Looking at fresh flowers makes me feel joyful. So I could go buy fresh flowers and put them in my house, right? And that will make me feel joyful. So what can you do that's in alignment with your current money and your current time situation that will spark that same feeling today, just in a different way, right? In a, in a different way, but it will bring you to the same feeling. Because again, joy isn't attracted to sorrow, right? So in the example of joy, joyous. I can't be sad and sorrow and feeling lack and feeling upset and frustrated and expect to attract anything that's going to bring me joy or expect to smack into joy. Right? Joy is going to avoid me like the plague. Right, So I have to feel joy now to be able to attract things that are going to make me joyful. Right, Does that make sense? I hope so. So identify that feeling, but then ask yourself, how can I feel that way right now? now. Then we get to that whole part of the process of getting there is the experience being there. And we're going to call that setting your priorities, but it's really kind of your intentions, your intentions behind being successful. So let's say that um, my definition of success is... Um, you know, well, it's feeling joy joyous, right? But the external marker, the, the goal, because we do have goals in our business, right? So again, the process of getting there is the experience being there, but we need to know where there is, okay? So let's say that my there is having a seven-figure business. Having a seven-figure business is my there, 
right? Well, the process of getting to a seven-figure business is going to be exactly what the experience of having a seven-figure business is like. So I have to start with the end in mind. When I have a seven-figure business, what am I able to do in my life that brings me joy, right? What am I doing, right, in my life that is tapping into this overall feeling of joyousness? Well, I'm prioritizing my health, right? I am cultivating relationships. I am faithful. I am staying in faith. I am... um, having fun. Okay. I'm prioritizing my health. I'm cultivating relationships. I'm staying in faith and abundance and I'm having fun. All right. That that's my intention behind the goal. That has to then be my process of getting to seven figures because I won't hit seven figures and suddenly be able to prioritize my health or cultivate relationships or have fun and feel abundant and, you know, be in faith right? I'm not, I'm not going to be able to, to do all of that, right? Suddenly. And so I have to factor that into the process, meaning this is setting my priorities, right? So the way you do that is to say, what's one thing I can do today too? And then for each of those things you listed, you have to do them now. So for me, right, what that means is tomorrow, I will wake up and say, what's one thing I can do today to prioritize my health? And maybe that's drinking water, right? Okay, cool. I'll drink water today. What's one thing I can do today to cultivate relationships? Maybe it's sending a text to a friend. Cool. Then I do that. What's one thing I can do today to, to be in faith and feel abundant? Maybe it's, you know, pray or, or write a gratitude list, right? Um, cool. Then that's what I do, right? And then what's one thing I can do today to have fun? Maybe it's sit out on my deck, although not now. It's cold. It's winter, right? But like maybe it's dance around uh, to my favorite song in my office or something like that, right? cool, then that's what I do, right? I have to do one thing every day that hits an, a check mark for those priorities, right? Because those are the things that let me feel joyous. So by drinking water and texting my friend that day and writing a gratitude list and, and dancing around my office, I'm going to feel joyous, right? And so then, right, my process of getting to seven figures will feel exactly like the experience. Once I get there, I'm still doing it because I've built a foundation of my business that is built on prioritizing my health, cultivating relationships, right, being in faith and abundance and having fun. Right. If my process is like that, my experience once I'm there at seven figures will definitely feel like that. Does that make sense? So then, right, you get to building your life and business around those things. Like I said, so when making decisions about your life, when making decisions about your business, ask, is this going to be the thing that lets me feel the way I want to feel? For me, it's, is this going to bring me joy? For Sarah, it's, is this going to bring me to freedom? Is this going to allow me to experience freedom? Does this fall into the definition, my definition of freedom, right? For you, it's going to be whatever that feeling is. So ask, you know, does it bring me there? Um, Does this thing allow me to prioritize the things that I've identified? If an opportunity or something comes up and it's going to greatly derail me, I don't mean like a one-day thing, but if it's going to greatly derail me from being able to prioritize my health, if it's going to derail me from cultivating relationships or being faithful or having fun, then it's a no, right? So I have to say yes, right, to things that are going to allow me to prioritize those things. And then it's like I have to, right, ask myself if I'm going to enjoy it 
in the way that it's happening, right? Like I have to allow myself to enjoy the joy from fresh flowers instead of seven figures right now, right? I have to do all of this stuff to create a life and a business that allows me to feel the way I want to feel right now, prioritize what's important to me right now, and enjoy the process of it all right now. Because if I don't do that right now, it's never gonna happen. It's not like by doing certain things, suddenly I will have a life that allows me to feel that way or a business that will allow me to feel that way, I won't be able to prioritize what's important to me and I will not be enjoying the process of it all, right? So defining success internally means you are in control of experiencing it and you can do so immediately. You do not have to wait, right? So now you can see how you can do this right now. (laughs) Pinpoint the feeling that you wanna have and then say, okay, and once I've arrived at this goal, whatever that goal is for you, a six-figure business, full client load, speaking on stages, whatever, right? How am I going to feel? And then what, what will it allow me to do? I do it while what? What are my intentions behind it? Those things. Then just start asking, what's one thing I can do today for each of those intentions? What's one thing I can do to feel the way that I want to feel right now? And then do it. Right? And guess what? By doing that, you are a person who is successful because you've just stepped into success right now because you are feeling the way you want to feel and that is your definition of success. And you are 100% in control of doing that and feeling that way right? through the intentions and through the actions that you're taking to allow you to feel that way. And once you're feeling that way, you're going to attract more things. right? So who you are being right, then allows you to attract the things that make you successful. So by being successful, using this internal process now, right? Because you can be successful now. Then you will attract more of those external things that you're using to mark success. Does that make sense? So I want to know what you're going to do to step into success today, right now. Because I promise you, right? I do promise you that if you make the decision, if you make the decision to be successful, you will attract results to your business right? If you make the decision to be successful using this internal model that we just talked about and you do it, you will attract more clients, more money, more opportunities. But those things are not going to be the things that make you successful. I just want you to remember that. It's because you will know that you already are successful that you'll get those things. And that's what I want to help you do, right? That's what I help people do. I want to help you go all in on being this best version of yourself and living a life you love and enjoying the process of building your business now in the way that will allow you to be a successful person now so you attract more of those things, right, that are those external markers of success. And so this week I started, I kicked off my uh, group right? The six-figure CEO mastermind. And it was a full group, but unfortunately, there has been a a vacancy and opening in the group. Someone was, uh, due to some circumstances, not able to participate in this round. And so I have one spot. Now, I said it started, but all we've done is housekeeping administrative stuff, right? And it's only been like one day, right? So you haven't missed anything. I have one spot for the six-figure CEO mastermind. This combines private coaching with me, group coaching, right? And the group coaching is hot seat coaching where you're learning from me coaching you, but you're also learning from me coaching all the other members and all the other members also giving you advice based on their expertise and their experience. 
But we also have a session that is about stepping into the CEO mindset, being successful now, doing the things you need to do to get out of your own way. Remember, I talked about my client and how at first she wanted to kick away investing in herself, and instead she wanted to invest in like a certificate, right? This is the moment where you say, by investing in myself to be successful and to be the CEO and to know what that means in a tangible way, I will attract all of these other things that are the markers, the external markers of a successful business. I am enough. I am worthy to invest in. I trust myself enough to get the success I want by participating in the six-figure CEO mastermind, right? But it combines the private coaching and the group coaching and the CEO strategies and there are all these planning documents and their daily like um, mindset prompts and business building activities. And it's just truly the full support you need, right? It's like triple, quadruple, uh, private coaching because you have, you know, the group and you have all of this other stuff, but it's at a fraction of the cost of private coaching. And it's also with a group of women that are dedicated to not only lifting up their own businesses and succeeding, which is motivating to be around, but to lifting up your business and helping it succeed. And I only have one spot, one unexpected, unanticipated spot. This could be your spot, right? Um, And then guys, after I fill the spot, like that's it. The next mastermind doesn't start for six more months, right? So if you think this spot is is yours, if you've listened to this episode and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm chasing things. I am chasing um, goal after goal. I'm feeling like I'm never going to feel like I'm there. I'm tired of that. I want to be successful now so I can finally then attract the things that make me successful. And I need to get out of my own way to do it. And I need the support to make that happen. And I'm ready to feel that and make that happen and have the success immediately. Then message me, email me, whatever you have to do. (laughs) Email Rita at RitaMamieDoIt.com. Go to me on Facebook even, even though I don't usually check Facebook messages, y'all. If you want my attention, you got to email me. I don't usually check Facebook messages, but you can for this one. Somebody will check it, right? If you think I want this spot because it will go, then just let me know because then I will direct you, right? Instead of to the application to fill it out first, we'll just hop on the phone. We'll have a call. We'll see if it's the right fit for you and then we can go from there, right? Having the call with me to find out if it's a good fit does not obligate you (laughs) to participate in it. But I am going to go in the order that people reach out to me to get this spot, right? So I hope it's you. I am so excited for this round. These women are incredible. There are going to be some serious accomplishments, some serious things happening, but definitely the internal growth, the internal success. It is already huge. Again, some of these people have had wins just from investing in themselves. So like, imagine what's going to happen when we really get into this for the next six months, right? So anyway, check that out. Schedule the call with me so we can talk about your business and your goals and what you need to realize the bigger vision and to be successful today. And then together we will decide if the mastermind is the right fit for you. No pressure, stress-free, right? Just that conversation to help you decide what is even possible for me. Guys, I hope you liked this episode. This was a life-changing episode for me. The process of getting there is the experience being there. The minute I put that into practice, it changed everything. When I focused on feeling the way I want to feel now and then prioritizing the things that are important when I reach that success and just doing them now, it was a game changer. It is why my revenue has increased, 
While my hours have decreased, and I know that sounds so cliche in the internet world, but it is true, right? I am now working, I think it's like 30 hours a week, but my revenue is the highest it's ever been. And I am having more opportunities come my way. And it's it's not because I did certain things or learned certain, you know, hard skills. It's because I just decided and I let myself step into that success right now. And then I attracted more of it. Okay. And I know you can do the same. And I can't wait to hear about it. Go to the All-In Entrepreneur. Tell me what the feeling is. Tell me what you're prioritizing. Declare it. Shout it. Let us know your decision. And then I will talk to you next week on another episode of the Rita Mimi Do It Show. Hey, before you go, thank you for listening to my show. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please take a minute to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. And leave a review. It'll only take you a second, but it will help other people discover the Rita Mimi Do It Show. And my goal is to share this business-boosting and life-changing content with as many people as possible. In fact, because I value your time so much, every month, one reviewer will win a free coaching call with me. So if you want to get laser-focused and go all-in on the results that you most want in your business, then leave a review now. And then head on over to readamimidoit.com where you can find the show notes from today's episode.